0: Hey guys! So today we are launching our first um, host of surfer life, which is just about us connecting um, our athletes with our with our surfers. And today we have Philippa Anderson joining us. So hey, Philzy, how are you?
1: Hey, how you doing? I'm good, thank you.
0: How are you? That's good. So um, it's a little bit crazy at the moment in the world with a little bit of self isolating, and we just thought this would be a great way to connect um, our athletes with the with the kids so you guys can still kind of be in touch a little bit um so today we're going to get to know you we're going to talk a little bit about your life and we're going to talk about surfboards and then you're going to show us a talk a little bit about your pre and post comp um, warm up warm down and then philsey's gonna give us a demo at the end of her warm up that she does before she goes for a surf and before she goes for an event. So um, let's get into it. So, guys, this is a filzy and I, it's our first time doing this together. So, um, bear with us. We were a little bit nervous, and um, but we'll, we'll, we'll go for it. So, filzy, tell us a little bit um, about you. So, you, know, you were not born in Australia? Uh, no.
1: Um, no? Yeah, a lot of people don't know. My family and I, we grew up in South Africa, uh Port Elizabeth, a little town about an hour away from the famous Jeffreys Bay. Um, okay. it's five of us in the family. And yeah, when I was about eleven, my parents decided to put in a form to emigrate to Australia, um, just for a better future for me, my brother, and my sister, and obviously for them. And yeah, um, over fifteen years later, here we are in Newcastle. But yeah, um, wow. So yeah. what?
0: What? What got you? What, who? What made you get into surfing? Who? Who encouraged that? Who kickstarted um, that? Did you surf in South Africa or when you moved to Australia?
1: Yeah, well, we were very fortunate. Um, my dad grew up surfing all up and down the coast of South Africa. Um, my mom was a really good athlete. Um, She's a good swimmer. And we were just really fortunate to live right across the beach. We grew up you know. in a little town, Florida Bay, um, a house, the street and the beach. So mm-hmm. we were really fortunate to um, grow up with, that's all we kind of knew was just the beach. And we were really involved in nippers. Um, and my parents put a lot of effort into us kids and whatever sport. I think I did about five or six sports growing up. Um, my brother mainly was just surfing and my sister was a really good runner too. So we were kind of like, always oh, at the beach or at the athletics track. And, um, yeah, my parents were just so involved with us and giving us whatever opportunity we wanted to have a go with in, in yep. terms of sport. Um, yeah, we were really involved in the, the life-saving club. My dad was a president there. And I guess just always being around the beach Um my brother surfed from a very young age. I kind of just tagged along. I I think I bodyboarded for like, I don't know, from the end of about six. Um, And my brother started to compete at quite a young age and I kind of just followed around, um, just bodyboarding and then kind of got on a surfboard. Um, And it it was probably only until maybe two years before we left South Africa, so I was about 10 or 11. I remember me and my best friend, we were competing in the under 12 boys division
0: Mm-hmm. in the
1: um Yipi, uh, province so like the kind of state trials I guess or the state competition as you'd call it um back there and yeah it was kind of just us two girls and we were just doing it for fun because it was you know mainly a, a male-dominated sport um and it was only when I moved to Australia I saw how many more girls there were surfing yeah, um, right. And I think within like the first four months, um, my brother was obviously competing when we moved here. Um, I went along to a contest and there was a girl under 14 girls division. There was like 12 girls. And I was like, well, this is awesome. Normally I can say against the boys. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think um, my first event was the Rupa Grum Search, I think in Marubra or somewhere in Sydney. Um, yeah, I don't remember how it went, but just to, there were so many girls surfing. And I think yeah. from that first like kind of experience and just being down there for the week with the girls and seeing other girls share the love for our sport. That's kind of where the competition side of things started. Yeah. Um, And yeah, for the first like couple of years when we moved to Oz, we we were just up and down the coast competing with my brother and myself. And yeah, maybe when I turned um, 17, I got sponsored by Roxy and was really lucky enough to be with like, kind of the international team and, and actually travel the world and go overseas. And that was kind of the first taste of maybe this sport could go professionally mm-hmm. um, for myself. And just seeing like the girls, like Laura Innova, and Tyler that we surfed against when we were in the under 14 girls, they were like a little bit of the step, step um, ahead of me and just see them on the world qualifying series and then qualify for the world tour. That really was like, okay, I think I want to do this too. Yeah. um and yeah it's probably from the age of about 17 I really started to go oh I kind of want to do this seriously and stopped doing all my other sports and kind of yeah focused on okay. that but um yeah. yeah we just we were just really fortunate if I think of families now when they come I work at the surf school as well when they come to the surf school and they're like oh I should be in for another lesson I was like if your kid enjoyed it I would 100% recommend just yeah. being around the ocean you know getting them from a young age because that's just I'm just so thankful for the path that it's given me in my life um just the joy from being out in the water it's like yeah just just really thankful so I really encourage anyone to just start getting more around the ocean and pick up a board if you can and yeah Yeah.
0: and so um who do you have um a favorite sports hero and 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 who who's your favorite
1: um probably in the surfing world Um, I would say, I don't know, I've met Steph a couple of times and she's just an all around the best person ever, like in terms of surfing personality. And she's so humble and beautiful. And she's a really strong woman, but as well, really like elegant and just like, she's just, I think to me, someone that I look up to a lot in terms of across all the board of being, um, uh, an athlete, um, and I've always really looked up to Serena Williams. I think, um just her drive and her background for what she came to, and a lot of people obviously with her color didn't say that she could be able to do it yep. um and her and her sister and her dad, they just felt like, "No, nah, this is what we're gonna do so I'm really and even now, like when she's you know now she's a mother and she's really f- far along in her career, she's still the amount of effort and Oh, just, um, you know, how much time and, and hard work she puts into competing in um, the tennis tournaments. I just really find that inspiring. She's obviously copped a lot of criticism for her body being a bigger girl, but that doesn't necessarily... She she turned it around and was like, I'm big and powerful. Yeah, and it, So I think that was a huge thing about a couple of years ago when there was an article that went around that she actually said that. She's like, I'm gonna own it. She's like, all of you ladies out there should own it. Like just because we're not size six, you know, we're actually strong women and we're we're athletes too. So I think just in terms of like female in sport, those two girls are probably, sorry, women are probably like who I look up to the most. Um, Yeah, I really would love to meet Serena one one day. I think Paige, Tara, my good friend, met Venus at like a shoe yeah. signing or something and she sent me a message and I was like, I'm so jealous. Yeah. And that's the closest I would have got because I know Paige and she met Venus. But, yeah, anyway. <laughs>
0: yeah, so you had to get down to the um to the Aussie Open or something and, and maybe see her when she's down there.
1: Yeah, I would be one of those crazy fans that like <laughs> the security guards would probably have to like, <laughs> calm down or something. <laughs>
0: Uh, awesome. Um, so how do you think being an athlete makes you a better person? What's it, what's it helped you with along the way?
1: Um, I think in terms of the traveling aspect of things, we've been traveling a lot since, like I said, we were around Australia from a young age and then went globally. I think that as an individual really just shapes who you are. Um, I know a lot of people travel around the world, whether it's for holidays or for business. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think of all the countries that I've been to, I've been so lucky enough to experience different cultures, understand where different people come from and their backgrounds and what they believe in. And And
0: a lot of of the places you go to are quite, um, quite remote as well.
1: Yeah. Um, And quite a few of them are actually in the category of like a third world country. So you really get to see how privileged you are and like how blessed the life we live. Um, And I think as an athlete, that's just really shaped my perspective on life in terms of just understanding how grateful. And, yeah, maybe you might all have different views on things, but it's like no one's right or wrong because that's just what they've known and what they've kind of grown up and seen. So, Because there's a lot of girls that compete um, in the QS that are from South America, America, like South Africa, and all of us come together and compete. And, yeah, we all have love and we share surfing but we all come from different backgrounds and it's really cool to actually like get to know them and understand and hear what what their life is about and obviously with all this um COVID-19 stuff going on like I put up a post the other day um that we were still allowed to surf and there were cops on the beach and I had a few of my friends from Peru message and go oh you guys are so lucky like we're not allowed to surf here surfing's banned and it just like really made me feel oh gosh like during all these tough times like sometimes we complain like today about whatever we can and can't do, but we're, we should be still so lucky to live in Australia and we can still go surfing with these That's new, very fortunate, you know, by the rules. And, um, yeah, like I had a few friends um, message me and go, Oh, you guys are so lucky. And I kind of made think like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like we're so lucky. We still
0: can, get do that.
1: but this in general, like come from, um, you know, uh, a country that is, yeah, we're just so blessed. And I think that's really just formed my perspective. With so many things in life. Um, like, a lot of my friends probably don't travel as much as I do. Um, and I always, like, encourage them, like, if you can, like, because I feel like it just really, um, it sounds like cliche, but just really, like, makes you, I don't know, grow as a person. You might not necessarily go with the meaning, but you always come back, I find from a trip. And I just feel like there's always something that has really hit home hard, whether it's um just understanding different people's perspectives or making really good friends from across the world. Like my contact list just from
0: the Philippines
1: to America, like I have so many friends and it's so cool. And like now with all this stuff happening, I'm like messaging them and seeing if they're okay. And I just think yeah, that's a really cool thing to take away as well. Just friendships that you make along the road and
0: and lifelong friendship.
1: Yeah, bring that back to to surfing, and I really thank that. And what, um, yeah, it's taking me all across the world. And I'm I'm really grateful for that.
0: Yeah, I think we are so lucky where we live. I lived overseas ten years ago, and and um, was living in London and things like that. But I was I had some friends there. But the amount of friends that I met and just the it just totally changed my perspective on the world. You, you living over here, it's so I know you're kind of in a little bit of a bubble and then, you, and then you kind of go over there and you're like, wow, this is so different to, to the way we live and and just so many different cultures and everybody living together and, and working. And yeah, I can't wait for my kids to get older and, I know. and, and say, travel, travel, you know, I don't want you to go, but I'll come visit no. you. That's fine. You know, just always come home. Like I always get excited to
1: come home. I don't really get homesick a lot. Um, I mean, if anything, I just miss my family or like my family in South Africa, but um, I do always enjoy coming home, just knowing that, yes, I'm home and, like, just that comfortability.
0: Yeah, you kind of, you go through, you know, immigration, you're like, ah, oh, I'm home. Yeah. So you kind of like, ah, oh, you know, yeah, just that nice, relaxed feeling. But um, moving on, let's talk surfboards. So um, you've got a nice collection of boards uh, behind you there. Yes. Yeah. So um, I don't surf. Um, which a lot of people kind of think is weird. Like, why do you run this program and you yeah. don't surf? But, you know, I, I do it for the athletes. It's
1: too late to start. That's what I have learned from working at the surf school.
0: Yeah, yeah. Someone did say to me, oh, you're going to learn to surf. I'm like, not on your life. Uh, may, maybe. Maybe I'll get out there one day. I had to be a very big board. Um, so I know there's like, there's mouths, there's these short boards, there's all sorts of things. So um, how, how do you know what board? Like, how did you say, right, this, this is my board. This is what's going to work for me.
1: Yeah, um, I was very fortunate uh, when we moved to Australia, my brother linked up with Hayden Shapes, he's from Sydney, um, mm-hmm. so when we first moved to Australia, we somehow just started that relationship with well, my brother and Hayden, um, and that kind of led me to jumping on Hayden Shapes boards. Um, I just said, Oh, this is my weight. This is my height. Um, I can go across the wave, do a couple of turns. Um, and that's how good those guys are in that industry. You just kind of give them that information. Mm -hmm. Um, and he just came, uh, came out with a five, seven board for me. And I kind of just wasn't when I was quite younger, I wasn't really too into like my own boards and I kind of just gave him the information and whatever board he gave me. I was like, Oh, this feels good. Or, and normally it was always, the board always went all right. So I didn't really get into that too much until I got a little bit older. Yep. Um, obviously Hayden got really big and then a um, a local shaper, uh, 3P, um, he's just here in Redhead. He, we were in boardwriters together and one day he's like, oh, I want to shape your board. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, Cause obviously Hayden lives in Sydney and I just kind of got boards off him. Hey, uh, sorry, Paul here in Newcastle actually saw me surf like every, um, yeah. like every board riders and like during the, and we kind of started a relationship and I guess he was like, as a relationship in terms of a, a surfboard, um, maker and an athlete, it was really cool to just have that connection. Mm-hmm. He'd be Like, Oh, look, I've been watching you. I think like you, you're looking like. Your your knees are like bending a little bit more, so maybe we need to put like less foam in, or just like as an example or something like that. Yes. Just so he's
0: like, able. To, so you're able to work with him to tweak the boards. Yeah. To what you need and and see what's going to work a little bit better for you.
1: Yeah, definitely. And obviously, that was when I was maybe 18, 90 20. So as a a young woman, my body was changing too, and I was training so. All that he made for me at the start of the year necessarily at the end of the year, I, I probably had changed dimensions throughout the year just because I was changing with my body um, yeah. and maybe like getting a little bit different style in terms of surfing. And yeah, it was really cool. We just worked well together like that. And he lived locally. So it was so easy to just send him a message or go, Hey, um, you know, the swell is going to probably be like coming into summer. going to be quite small. Can you maybe work on a, a grovel board, which is a board that people um, use for when the waves are pretty bad, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like groveling. So just something that will be easy to get into the waves or easy to like yeah. go across and have, have flow and pick up speed. So it was, yeah, it was really cool to to work with him. And that was the first time I had a relationship like that where like I would tell him information. He was so good at what he did. He just, whatever he made me just went so good. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. Yeah. So I wrote 3P for a while, um, probably four or five years. And I was so thankful for that. Um, that whole time that we had together. Um, and then I went back to Hayden Shapes. Um, actually my brother had a board, we were surfing one day and he's like, oh, I should have a go. And I had a go and it. just like had this new spark. And I kind of was like, really like, whoa, this is incredible. It was still a, a five, eight. It's the same as what I was riding. Um, I didn't know my brother's dimensions at the time. And then I took that board down to Sydney and it was the last event of um, of the year. It was Sally's QS event that she ran in Cronulla. Um, I forget what year it was. But that year it actually had really bad results on the QS. Like, no, I was like, I was giving up. I told dad I didn't even want to do the last event because I was, I felt like all oh, year everything, I was, I was fit. I felt my boards were good. I just was in a good headspace, but I, I just couldn't make a heat. And yeah. I just was, I don't know. It was kind of in the time where I'd been doing the QS for maybe like five years and I hadn't cracked, um, you know, the CT. And I was kind of like, is maybe this isn't what I have to do. And I just was, I was, I was so depressed. Like that last, yeah, last like three months of that year. I just, I remember dad, I was like, dad, I don't even want to go to Sydney. He's like, well, it's the last event. you might as well. I was like, I don't, I was like, no, nah. I was like, I, I quit. Dad was like, look, I've already entered you. So just, let's just go down. And mom and dad came down and we we booked a unit and, I had that board with me. I got through two heats and I was actually like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. I actually made a couple of heats. And then in that second heat that I served, I actually creased the 3P board and I was like, no, this is my board for the event. And then I remember going to dad that night. I was like, if it gets bigger, I was like, I won't be able to ride the board that I just creased because I will probably like maybe snap because the ways were meant to get bigger the next day. And I was like, oh, I don't really have... A board, normally I'm way more prepared, but I just was, I didn't really even want to compete in events. So I kind of went in with like a, I don't even care attitude, which sometimes could be a good thing, you know, not putting yeah, so much on yeah. stuff. But I just was in like a pretty bad, you know, end of the year. And I, I just didn't really know what life was doing for me. Yeah. And My dad said, oh, why don't you try Craig's board? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, I don't even know if I'm allowed to ride it in the contest. Cause like I was, I was riding three people at the time. And anyway, I just, stuck a, uh, I just stuck my stickers on it. And then the next day I went for free stuff on the board and it felt really good. And then I was like, okay, I'll just write an event. But I hadn't really ridden it that much. Like I'd only maybe surfed it twice, but I just took it down to Sydney anyway. Um, and yeah, it was the weirdest thing ever. I just kept making heats and I had a hate against Sally Fitz and Nikki. And I just was like, oh, my gosh, like, these girls always beat me. I, like, never beat these guys. And I was like, oh, I've done really well anyway. And I was like, yeah. oh, never. And anyway, me and Nikki ended up getting through and I beat Sally and I just was like, what? Oh, my God. Yeah. I, yeah, I was like, what is happening? I was like, I've just had the worst year. And, and then, I don't know, I was just, like, really enjoying this, this Hayden Drake score that was shaped for my brother. Yeah. So like, it didn't really shaped for me. And anyway, I ended up making the final to Savannah Lehman getting second. And I just was like, wow, I had no words because my intention was I was quitting surfing and I was yeah. going to find another path in life, whatever that was going to be. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. And I just was like, I was like a, the weirdest weekend. I just was like, I just rode a completely different board to what I ride. And I got the best result of my career in a six star. I got second to Savannah and I just was like, "Whoa!" so I messaged Paul and I was like, hey, um, I did ride another board in the event, like, because I creased your board. I didn't really know what to do. Anyway, we end up just having, like, a good way um, of parting ways and Paul was really good to me. Ended up getting back on Hayden and we kind of went off that board that he shaped for Craig and I said it went really well. And that was just a 5'8 white noise model. Um, I have no we idea. Just, yeah, we went for <laughs> another one. <laughs> just like the these are all white noise um it's what, just like the
0: what does white noise mean
1: oh it's just a name that he that you get okay. any, any board what, get, white, like, no,
0: white noise to me is that shh baby sound
1: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah there's so many boards and they all have like different names to just like yep oh yeah like mm, i'm trying to describe it um I guess yeah, it's like soccer boots. You, they all do the same thing, but they're obviously like Nike whatever. <laughs>
0: I yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and yeah, we kind of just went off that model and he made me another board and for the whole rest of the year we just went off that five eight that, that um was made for my brother and then I was getting a little bit fitter, a little bit stronger, so I my body was changing and I said to him, Oh, I feel like maybe the boards are a little bit small and he's like, Yep, no worries, let's maybe tweak one or two things in the board, you know, maybe more volume. And yeah, then he came up with, um, this one here, um, with the red rails. Um, yeah, just the white noise. You can see just the the board model down there. Um, he came up with this model and I probably rode this model for about two years. Um, yeah, just five, eight, um, 24, just 24 liters, uh, Uh, volume sorry um and yeah I don't want to give away too much
0: no that's yours (laughs) Um,
1: and I kind of yeah wrote that for um two years and then again a few things started to change within my surfing and my body as well so we just yeah I just talked with Hayden and the crew in Sydney and you know just how I'm feeling or if they maybe see any footage they'll come back with Um, maybe some tips or something, maybe they might think, oh, we'll add a little bit of this, or maybe we think it should go bigger or smaller. Um, And, yeah, that's kind of how my relationship works with Hayden. Um, He's a pretty busy guy, so I talked to Aaron as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, just it's it's, um, really amazing that, I mean, someone like me can just go speak to the guys and they can come up with something. And, I've yeah, the last um the last maybe six months we worked on the red board which was really cool um so why
0: red why red
1: uh, I don't I normally just always ride white ones as, as you can see and then yeah I just picked up a board after Europe um and it was red and I was like oh okay I didn't really ask for that and now I kind of yeah like it and then there's a um I don't know skin colored one there yep. that was actually yeah made for my brother and um I'm deciding to try it um now that we have a bit of time off um yeah just trying some different things now because we don't really have you know huge periods of time where we can actually work on things so I think for a lot of us surface, I mean trying to get the positive out of all this thing that stuff that's happening at the moment um we're just yeah taking time to work on our equipment or try new things because we don't really have a long enough time to actually dial down
0: yeah things like that so, um, in regards to um, those, those boards, um, there was an incident last year. You were, um, oh yeah, you were travelling overseas, and um, you went. Was it Spain? You're in. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and it takes you quite a long time to get there. I was following your journey. It's not just a you know jump on a flight here to Spain and whatever. It took you some time, and then a bit of yeah. And, and normally
1: takes, I think. To get from Oz, maybe like almost two days. Yeah. Get to Pantin, uh, where we need to go in Spain. Um, it's a pretty remote little area. It's so cool. We've been going there. Oh, since I was a bit, and I don't know, like for the last eight years, we were, we've yeah. been really lucky enough to have a, a QS event there. Um, but yeah, last year was I've never I've heard of bags not arriving, but I yeah I decided to go via Singapore. London and I landed in London and I was waiting for my bags to check in for my last flight to then head from like London to uh, I think I was fine in Portugal and renting a car and driving over the border because it worked out to be cheaper to do that. And um, I landed in London and I was waiting for my boys to check them in because I was on a different airline now and only my small bag arrived and I was waiting and luckily I had like eight hours so I was like okay this is fine I'll just sit and wait here." And after like two hours, I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> so I went to the <laughs> one and I was like, hi, I'm just checking if my board's arrived. And I got the number, I was like, okay, that's fine. like, they well, just didn't go on. And sometimes that does happen because we travel with such a big board bag. Sometimes it just, like a lot of the times, it doesn't get on that flight, but normally it will just be on the next one or will eventually mm-hmm. get to you. Um, anyway, long story short, I landed in Portugal and I, I, um, drove to Spain and then I woke up the next day and I had, I had the number and luckily I have heaps of or my coach. Um, he's Spanish. So I got him to just call, um, London and just ask if my board bag had arrived yet. Um, and that was the next day. So that was like a whole 24 hours later. And the guy in London was like, Oh, your boards will get on the next flight. So I actually wasn't stressed at all. And I was like, yeah, Qantas like they're great. I was like, You know, God's with me. My boards will eventually get here. Um, So I wasn't actually stressed. And I got there, I think, three days before the contest. And then that night, um, oh, like, we got given a number. And they're like, I'll just call this. So I called it. And they're like, oh, no, like, we don't know where your boards are. They were in Singapore last. And I was like, oh, yeah, they should be in London. And then it's kind of like, oh, that's weird. So then the next day I woke up and I called again. They're like, oh, um." Yeah, like we, yeah, no, your boards, we, yeah, we, we don't know where they are. Hang on, and then like transfer me to another person on the phone. And then I was starting to be like, okay, like no one actually knows where my boards are. And I was like, this is like a little bit weird. And then I got to like the day before the contest, and I was like, no one actually knows where my boards are. Yeah. The people in Portugal where I flew in didn't know. The people in Spain at the local airport where normally everyone flies into didn't know. Singapore didn't know. Qantas in London didn't know. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my boards have just, like, gone walkabouts. And I was then starting to freak out. And obviously, I was staying with Paige, um, Harab and Ellie Brooks at the time. And they were so nice. They were like, yeah, you can try my boards. Mm-hmm. And this is the weirdest thing that always wigs me out. We all do the same thing, but we all ride such different equipment. Like, yeah. it is so crazy. We're all doing the same thing, but we all ride, Difference. like, such different boards. And I was riding Paige's boards, and they were too small, and Ellie's boards are too big. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I started to people around the contest and I was like, um, does anyone run any five sevens? Like, you know, like 24, maybe like 18 and whatever. And like, they were like, oh yeah, maybe this board. And so like, I wrote a few other boards and I was like, oh my gosh, like they were so bad. And like, it's nothing to them. It's just cause I, that's not what I write. Yeah. And then I got to the night before the contest and I was like, this is, this is so insane. I'm going to have to surf tomorrow and I don't have my surfboards. And I actually drove to the airport, which was like 40 minutes away that night because the lady was like, oh no, we, we have your, your boards have arrived. Oh, they did. That's what London said. They're like, oh, your boards have yeah. arrived. So I drove to the airport and I got there and the lady was like, in Spanish, she's like, no, no boards. And I was like, oh, but the guy from London just said they arrived. Like he said yeah. he could see in the computer. And then I got my coach on the phone and they were speaking in Spanish and this was at like nine o'clock at night and I had to surf the next day and I just was like, I was like, oh my gosh, this is just way too much. And then I was like, are you sure not here? And she fully took me around the whole airport and she was like looking in all the rooms with me and she's like, it's not here. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I don't know what the guy in London was talking about because I obviously didn't get here. Anyway, I got home at like 11.30 that night, got into bed and I was, I remember messing my mom like, look, I was like, mom, I'm going to bed. I'm um, second heat of the day. I don't think my boards are going to arrive in time. And she was like, she's like look you've done all you can do she's like just go go out on pages board and whatever happens happens like and i was like just i was again just like oh my gosh this is like the, the worst thing ever this in contest this event was really important because it was our second prime of the year um mm-hmm. the first one was in america and i got knocked first heat. so
0: and so was this um, at ten thousand.
1: Yeah, this is a 10,000, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, um, 10, that,
0: so that's the biggest um, point scoring event for you guys. Yeah,
1: had two of them last year and I was lucky enough for my seeding in 2018 that I was able to compete in the mm-hmm. 2019 10,000s. Um, 10, 10, but, yeah, I hadn't really made a heat all year. I think I made one heat um, maybe at surface. So I, like, had a really bad start to 2019 just come all the way to Europe, spent quite a lot of money. And then my boys didn't arrive. And I just was like, this, this is like, wow. I was like, so upset. I was like, this is like, why, why is this happening? Like, anyway, I was free surfing on Paige's board and the contest there was, it was going to start in like 40 minutes and Bronte McCauley, um, her boss at the shower and I was coming in and she's like, Oh, have you found your boards yet? I was like, Oh no, like they haven't arrived. She's like, it's like, oh, do you want to borrow one of mine? Have you found it? And I was like, oh, I'm kind of borrowing pages. They're like, no offense, page, but I was like, I just, it goes so bad. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, like, it's just what people ride. And she's like, oh, I have a, a 5.7 if you want to try. And I was like, oh, okay. She's like, yeah, actually, I don't, I'm not using this one. This is just like my spare spare. And anyway, I was like, oh, are you sure? So I quickly grabbed it and I went and got one wave and I just was like, oh, my gosh. Like I actually did a turn at the, it was a little bit thin for me, so, like, I had to paddle really hard into waves because, obviously, I'm probably a little bit bigger than Bronte. And I was, like, oh, I ran up the beach and I was, like, oh, my gosh, are you sure I can borrow She's, like, yeah, no worries. So, I was, like, I'd actually, like, felt, like, half better. I was, like, okay, I actually have a board that I can feel confident to do a turn and, like, feel okay. So, yeah, I was second here in the morning, so I'd only really got four ways on that board. Went out from my heat. I had a pretty nervous heat just because I was – everything was just going through my mind. But I actually got through that heat and I was – so excited. I don't think I've ever been so excited in my life to get through a heat. Like, like I just won the contest, I was like, because I hadn't made a heat or yeah, I was like, I was so like over the moon and I was like, oh, Bronte, thank you so much. Can I like, can I keep serving it? She's like, yeah. She's like, unless it gets um whatever size, like um maybe I'll borrow it. But like, yeah, no worries. And I like, that yeah. was so nice of Bronte. Um, I know if I was in that position, I would definitely offer my equipment and boards. Yeah. Even before that, but now that I've been in that position, if anyone's stuff hasn't arrived, I would, I would give yeah. them my shirt off my yeah. back yeah. I just that was so nice of Bronte to do that. Um, and anyway, I just kept getting through heats, and it was the weirdest thing ever. Like, I was wasn't even on my board, and I think just because I got through one heat, I just was like super excited. Um, and everyone was like, "Oh, that board looks like the best board you've ever ridden," and I was like, "Oh, okay. Like, it doesn't feel amazing." but like it's, you know, feels close enough to what I was writing. And I was like using Jackson's wetsuits. I was using the girls' weties. Like I didn't have any of my surf stuff. All I had was like my clothes and my toiletries. So like, yeah even have my stretching stuff or like my roller but all the girls are being so nice and just showing me and there were a lot of parents over there that were like oh if you need a jacket or anything so it's really nice to see all the aussies and even like some of the girls that weren't australian just offer their stuff up i think that's
0: so you carry so while you have your pull on in your um surf bag surfboard bag yep. you don't just have your boards do you you have
1: um, it, i think everyone packs their stuff differently but the way i travel is yeah pretty much have wetsuits surfboards leg ropes stickers towels exercise stuff like my roller um my all my stuff and then I just have a little carry-on bag which just has my clothes and I handle like my toothbrush and like my toothpaste randomly in that and then everything else in my board bag so like luckily I had a toothbrush with me
0: yeah yeah <laughs> um,
1: yeah, that's how I travel. So, like, pretty much didn't have, like, 90% of my things. All I had was clothes. And, like, I didn't have to borrow any clothes on these of anyone. But Nice. Um, <laughs> so, now I've learned my lesson. I've, like, when I went to Japan after Europe, I, like, packed half my stuff in half. I was, like, okay, well, if my boards don't make it? At least I'm going to have, like, a wet in my bag. Because, yeah, so that so, was, like, a lesson learned.
0: <laughs> so, you, so, you borrowed Bronte's board and then you ended up having to surf against her.
1: Yeah, I know. We both made it to the, we were on the same side of the draw, which was so unfortunate. Um, and Bronte's been a good friend of mine. Um, I grew up with her older sister. We did the QS a lot when we were younger. Um, so yeah, I've been really good friends with Bronte. And it, it was so, yeah, it was, it was so annoying. We came up against her in the quarterfinal. Um, and I remember Jackson that morning was like, oh, Bronchi told me she's going to come take your board a few before your heat. Like, he was just joking. And I just yeah. was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but no, she didn't. We had, um, yeah, we had a really good heat. Um, I was actually winning until, like, the last 10 minutes, and then she dropped a really good score. Um, But I just was so thankful that she, Summer was so nice enough to, you know, like, I, if I had beaten her, she'd just given me, like, a board and I beat her. So, like, that's that's so nice of her. Um, And that was, too, my best result. Um. Of the year quarterfinal finish, um, and at this stage my board still hadn't arrived. And every day we we're in the front of Qantas and the the check-in lady actually at the event was so helpful. She was calling every day, like all the airports within Spain, Portugal, Europe. She just was like yeah. looking for my barcode number, and she was so nice. So it was really, it's really cool to see everyone kind of step in and help. And like they weren't necessarily my friends, but they, yeah, they were just so helpful.
0: Um, so did you get your boards back?
1: Um, well, I did the same route coming home and when I went to London, they were like, oh, like, no, we haven't yet. It got sent to Baccarina and I was like, no, they were not there. Like I went there like five times, um, at Singapore desk, I was like, Hey, like, have you guys seen this? And they're like, no, it got shipped to London. And we were like, well, I don't think it did. (laughs) And then we had Japan a month later. So I had to come home. I obviously told Hayden when I was in Europe, like, hey, my board bags have actually gone missing. Like, no one can tell me where they are. So he quickly got me a board ready, which I was so thankful for. Um, Mm. So I went to – and that's when the red one came in. I picked up a red board before Japan. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Um, Yeah, and then I got a semi-final finish there. Um, And I only had the one red board and then all my other boards were my old ones um, because I guess the five boards I took to Europe were, like, my main five. and yeah, I went to Japan. And I came home, and then it had been, I think, two months now since I last saw them in Singapore. And my mom called me. Um, I was living at a home at the time. She called me, and she was like, um, "You need to come home straight away. There's something here for you." And I was like, "What is it?" Like I didn't even think it was my surfboards. And I, I got home, and in in the lounge was like my board bag and I just was like oh my god <laughs> and like I wasn't gonna go buy like all my stuff because I was like no like I'm sure they're gonna come yeah and I just was like oh my gosh I, f- I think I hugged myself for that I was like <laughs> it's so good to see you. and I opened it up and like the lock was still on and it had like it literally had about 20 airport tags in it it had gone wow. all around the world it went to somewhere near a a Ibiza it went to London it went to some weird island off the top of Africa
0: and yeah, um, wow
1: it went via Dubai it like it had a full-on Kentucky tour by itself yeah like, by itself <laughs> it, it like, they're not light
0: are they they're not light to move around
1: and mine was actually really heavy um mine had a 29 kilo sticker on it like saying heavy yeah wow yeah, but I just was like, oh, my gosh. And I called Qantas and I called, like, all the people that helped me. I was like, oh, my gosh, you never believe that. And yet, Qantas actually felt so bad. Like, I wasn't mad at them because, like, stuff like this happens all the time. Yeah. You, can't, you can't get mad at things like that. And I was like, oh, just thank you so much. Like, I really appreciate it. And that was so nice, too, um, about the whole situation. But, yeah, I just know like, every time I, like, check my boarding, in, I just, like, say, I'm like, please, please do. <laughs> please let
0: my board out. Like, again. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, but Hayden was really good, too. So, the board that I rode, um, obviously, Bronte's dimensions, like, were pretty different. And I gave those dimensions to him and my current board, and he said, oh, look, I feel like we actually have something here. And him and the team worked together, and they came kind of like, we kind of met in the middle with the two, with both the dimensions of the board. Um, And these are the other boards in in my car. But this one, and this is like a little bit of a step-up one, so when the waves get a bit bigger, um, yeah, we kind of came with that. So the last event, Port Stephens, um, I got another quarterfinal, or maybe around a 16. Um, yeah, and there's probably the best boards to date that I've ridden. So it was really cool that Hayden took the time out to, you know, we kind of mixed the, the the dimensions with the dark noise. Yep. yeah. So, um, sorry the dark side not the white noise so yeah we kind of like he mixed the two together and he said look I think this will go great let me know and yeah I feel like it's the best boards I've been on in a while so yeah, yeah kicking off 2020 Um, I had all my red boards ready to go and went to China got a fifth um in a uh, five star there um, surface, surface made a couple of heats, um, Sydney made a couple of heats in a prime um, yeah, and then we're off to New Zealand. Unfortunately, um, the whole world went into, to shut down, but, um, yeah, so that's kind of been my boards up until now being with Hayden. So I've been really lucky to have that, um, connection and yeah, my brother too, he's been really helpful as well with a few things. He'll, he'll be really honest about, about things too. Um, yep. which I feel in an industry, a lot of people can do sugarcoat stuff here and I, with my coaches and I find I just, I... I would rather just have honesty, even if it's like going to kind of hurt, just straight up tell you like, yes or know. Yeah. Like, hey, I really think you should do that. And I think, yeah, my brother doesn't really say much. And when he does, I just, yeah, like taken on board. board. And taken on board, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Can you hear my dogs barking? I um, I did tell my children to make sure they stay outside and someone's let them in and now I can just hear my dog just going, ruck, I'm, I'm yeah. talking to my daughter saying, put the dogs outside, quick, quick. But,
1: I know, I feel Bob was crying before I would put my, my puppy out, but he just sort of probably...
0: Yeah, so I can hear Rosebud, like, scratching at the door, like, let me out, let me out. And I'm like, you're going to go outside in a minute? Like, anyway, Zara's not answering your text messages in the bedroom, so we'll see. Um, but um, so moving on. So when you when you're kind of go into a comp, um, some people get really nervous, um, some people don't. How do you, do you get nervous before an event? And if you do, how do you, like, how do you bring your nerves down? How do you how do you kind of calm and bring yourself centered ready for that event um
1: yeah i've been here for so long now that i kind of know my body and i know my mental state and i definitely know when i'm getting nervous or stressed and there's a few key things that um i try to eliminate like i know i I do get nervous but not not as not like really bad what i used to maybe when i'd come up against the you know draw the girls like sally and nikki and like i said that one heat and um a lot of the, the CT girls that you draw, I think it's just from experience um, and just really understanding what works for you. Yeah. Um, I th- also think nerves is a good thing. It shows that you can, you really want it. Um, yeah. I just try to focus purely on myself, which is sometimes a lot easier said than done. But I I find really as soon as I start to um, get nervous, I just try to bring it all back to me and like just go, okay, well, you know, if you're surfing tomorrow at lunchtime, you know, you have over 24 hours to do what you can do to make sure that you're best prepared when you put your rashy on and paddle out. So I just work backwards from that. Um, when I'm at competitions, I kind of do like to kind of roll solo. I've kind of just figured that out, just be on my own program. Um, I just feel like that works best for me.
0: Yeah, um, I, see of, I see a lot of surfers put, um, like, headphones on and they kind of just... Yeah. Music is that something that you do, or you just prefer to get into your own little zone and take yourself away and and just be able to talk to yourself and and get
1: um, Yeah, I kind of do half and half. So I get really in the zone. I put my headphones on. There's like a playlist that I've been listening to, and it's kind of the same songs. I'm pretty superstitious about that. Always finish with like the same song. Um,
0: okay, do you want to share those songs, or do you want to keep them to yourself?
1: Um, oh, it's just like top forty. A lot of people yeah. like yeah. yeah to get you going like um
0: bring you up like kind of pump yeah, there
1: is one there is one song um that has no words because I feel like if you have a song that has words you just keep singing it when you're in the hate yeah. you're like, no wait I'm meant to be concentrating. So I always finish with that song but it's it's kind of just like a, a like kind of fast paced kind of techno beat to get <laughs> get you going. But um I'll just yeah listen to my headphones and kind of step away and do my warm up and get ready like uh, right before I get my rashi and paddle out. So I kind of I have headphones on before and I get in the zone and then I'll take them off and then I'll socialize and that's my yep. time I'm like you've concentrated now you're like not really yep. thinking about surfing and I feel like it was just getting to know that over the years of competition and that that's what works for me yep and then yeah put my headphones on get more serious and then take it off and then grab my rash in quickly like talk about other stuff and like one or two things with the coach and then pile out so that's kind of what I've worked on and it's taken me a while to get there but I think just really figuring out as an athlete what works for you. And you see so many people do like different things, so many different things and you're like, oh, well, they, they're winning events or they're succeeding in their career. I should do that. And yeah. I tried that a few times. And if there's any advice to give to, yeah, people that are um, starting to take the career seriously you're going down a path of this is what they want to do, yeah. I just find what works for you. It's so yeah. easy to get caught up in what the best people are doing. But you have to remember, like, you guys are completely different. yeah what works for someone else might not work for you um you can definitely try it i would 100% try all that and just yeah you'll kind of get all these little pieces and and find what works for you and that's kind of what i i feel and um i think switching off is a huge thing too if you have to surf more than like twice um or more than once a day i think like
0: you a a comp yeah Yeah. like like, you
1: you know you you have a recap you positives and negatives you talk as your coach you write down a few things or well, that's just what I do and then yeah if you know you have three hours you just step away and that's where that's when then I'd go like I said I kind of like to roll solo but in those times I'd like to like do other stuff or like go hang with the girls or maybe like fully remove myself from the beach so that you're not like around that scene because yeah. if, you, if you think about it if, you, if you're down there all day you might mentally not be like aware that you're thinking yep. about it, but even just being down there, like you, you from when you got up in the morning and you started doing your stretching and your rolling and your activation before your free surf, then your heat like, there's there's like, there can be there's like no
0: downtime otherwise, yeah. You can just be
1: like, go, 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 go without even realizing it. Um,
0: and so that can yeah. be mentally quite, um, draining as well because whilst you're trying to, um, kind of hang with friends at the beach, you're still watching what's going on and you're kind of a little bit you know oh, my you don't Yeah.
1: You don't, huh? But then there are some people who down the beach all day because day, watching other people compete like that that's
0: works for that them. That drives them. Yeah, yeah, that
1: drives them. So that's something I everyone's different and if you can just kind of find your avenue then I think like I said you're focusing on yourself then which is which is great.
0: Yeah. So when it gets into competing um what's the best thing about competing? Um what, what what do you love? Like, do you get an adrenaline thing when you go, I'm, I'm hitting the water, I've got this, or you, I don't know, like, what is it? Do you get a buzz from the actual competing? Is there, Yeah. Um, what's your favourite um, thing?
1: I, if you ask my parents, I think I'm the most competitive sibling out of all three of us, um, and that's what it is. I just love competing. I love to win. Um, I, growing up was when I, like, started surfing, it, that I should have... I think something that I lacked was being more like openly about it and being like I want to win. Like I knew inside I wanted to win, but yeah. a lot of my team and yeah. me was like, "You need to get more aggressive and actually show that." But that's not in my nature. But deep down, I wanted to smash everyone and win. Like yeah. I wanted to win, yeah. um, and I slowly worked on like being able to say that and being that's okay. Um, and I think that's helped a lot too. And I just I just love to to win and compete. Um, yeah, I play soccer outside of sport and even though it's like a fun thing, I still like get so fired up and I'm so used to like an individual sport. So like all of us are just yelling at each other and we just like, come on, like really encouraging. Yeah. Just because I just love to win. Um, but also like I think, yeah, because surfing is such an individual sport. Um, what I've learned over the years with myself and, and my personality is – knowing that like if you have given 100% like you know when you haven't given a 100% yeah. you know when you've cheated you know when you might not have put in all the effort um and that's what I've really worked on like just making sure it's not just game day it's like everything else and that really gets me excited too
0: yeah yeah and like
1: fired up about that like when I have a good session in the, the gym with Adam and I'm the only girl that trains with like all the boys so it's really cool to they like really fire me up and sometimes I don't even know that I've hit a PB because I'm like
0: driven to beat them. Oh, well.
1: Yeah. I yeah. just like hit it and then I'm like, whoa, you just lifted like a PB and the boys are like, oh my gosh, that was crazy. And like, then that, that's what like gets you excited. Yeah. 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 yeah like I just did that. So, um, yeah. Whereas if like, you look at my brother and my sister, they just have no competitive drive whatsoever. So I definitely think I got all of that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> are you the youngest out of the three of you? Yeah, yeah yeah right see so, so you could be that that little sister like going yeah i'm gonna be pair of you guys
1: <laughs> yeah I think that's what it was like me and my brother was so competitive when we were younger like we were always fighting like I, even there's a story that my mom was like yeah whenever we'd go driving you're always be like who's the better singer like none of us could sing but i would always like i'm the better singer <laughs> yeah i just I was a better child of everything um but yeah, I just yeah love to win.
0: <laughs> yeah, perfect. And so, um, when you're competing, do you have a favorite place that you love to go to? Where's your I don't know that you love to compete? Is there any particular spot that, or not even competing, just like your favorite spot to surf?
1: Yeah, um, I think the favorite event waves-wise would probably be. Um. Oh. Well, where we've had events over the years, we've had, like, a lot of events that have stuck on. Like, there's always Australia, America, and Europe. Yeah. So, for the last, like, 10 years, we've always gone there. And then there's been, like, Sri Lanka, Peru, Brazil, the Philippines, New Zealand. There's been, like, ones that come and go. I think I love going to America just for America. Like, yeah. Yeah, I love everything about America. Like, Yeah, right. Oh, I, I could go live there. Like, I just okay. love about it. We don't really necessarily get, like, the best ways, but it's just it's just fun like we always get ways they're not great but they're not horrible yeah I just love America and people are so friendly this is just my experience like a lot of people yeah there's spots a lot of the girls don't like going to um but yeah I'd probably just say like all around America I just really love that um obviously we have two events for the last two years that have been back home in South Africa um so I've been really fortunate that I've been able to go back home and compete and see my family there because we still have everyone. And it's in the city where I learned to surf. Like I said, yep. when we started the 12 boys division, yep. that was at, actually at Pipe um, or PE. So that was, um, yeah, really cool. So I love going to that. But my favourite place, I think, is probably the Philippines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, been really fortunate enough to, to go there. And we also sponsored children um, on another island near where they had a QS a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was also my overseas first trip besides moving to Australia. Um, I was 17 and I went to the Philippines. And I just would encourage people to go there with an open heart and just respect the locals, of course, but just go experience the Philippines because it is so amazing. So wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, probably goes on my top three. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. So just winding up. Um, it's been amazing talking to you. Um, at the end, we're gonna um, Philip has done um, her stretches and and she's gonna share some of those with you. But lastly, what outside surfing is important to you? Like, what what drives you? Like, what what are things that are important to you in life?
1: Um. Well, putting what drives me aside, I think what's important to me in life is, yeah, I've been really fortunate to grow up with a really supportive family. Um, yeah. And I just feel like my mom and dad were really good role models in terms of raising us the way we are. Um, and I really have noticed with, like, like I said, travelling, um, is just being like, it sounds really weird, but just being nice to everyone that you mm-hmm. see. Um, I, I do try to help as many people... As I can, because I just know how. Uh, I'm filming live in here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is that mum or dad? <laughs>
1: probably wasn't the dog, but um. Well,
0: at least it was you, not my kids, right? That my kids were warned, all like threatened, do not come out in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah, just um, I just yeah, always try. I think just because I'm, I was so lucky with the the life that I've been given and the family and I know a lot of people might not be as blessed as what I am so I just really try always
0: to give back just,
1: yeah give back and just be nice where I can um I know that my sister I can definitely see a lot of traits from my sister from my mom my sister's just like as the kindest heart ever like she she's so lovely and I think we get that from my mom um and also just with our Christian values I think yeah we just really really blessed so we want to like make sure that um, we just be, yeah, really nice to everyone. And it's really hard with all this stuff happening at the moment. Um, you see a lot of people that are, are struggling a lot. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I just, like, I just hope that those people, like, if, I, if I'm if i walking down the street and, like, I'd obviously, like, I'll go for walks now because, you know, there's only limited stuff we can do. But if I am walking and I see someone, like, I just give them a wave or, like, I might not know them or just say hi. Um, if I'm getting ready for a surf, you know, someone some ladies walking past and I was like, Hey, have a good day. Cause I just feel like little things like that. And even yeah. now it's really important, but I've always just done that. Um,
0: it's those little like, acts of kindness that when someone's having such a bad day that you don't know can make such a difference to them.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's something that I just really try with my friends and, and just, yeah, kind of make sure you just, yeah just
0: be nice to everyone yeah and we've noticed that I mean you're you're an ambassador to our program and we are so fortunate to have you and, and we love having you and I remember the first time that I said oh hey Philippa this is who I am and this is what we're doing and um look I we would love to be involved and you were just like yes I'm I'm there I think it's amazing and and just to inspire the kids, so you know that that was a I know it was a big drive for you and and being part of it, so you know I, I'm always try to be mindful not to ask Filzy to do too much because she always just says yes, says yes, and those sorts of things because you are such a giving person, so you know we love having you on board, like my kids adore you, you know they'll especially Xavier, um, who you took for a surf, and you know how crazy he can be right so. You know, oh, <laughs> Oh, he's a it, both my kids are ratbags, bags, but you know Xavier just he just thought the world of you, and and they both still do. You know it's quite cool, and and I, and I know they get home, and so I was like, how did feels to go today? You know, you know, make sure you text me or let me know how she was in competing. So you know, I love that about the kids that they've been able to build that rapport with you, and hopefully like kids that are watching this get to have a little bit more of an insight into your life um but what we want to do is we want to encourage the kids so kids if you've watched our interview today with Philippa and you have some questions it doesn't matter what the question could be you could ask her what her dog's name is you could ask her a, a really random question about a surfboard because I didn't know about them. Um, but if you've got a question, we would love you to send that to us on our, um, via our Instagram messenger or you can get mum and dad to send it to us at um, info at I And like, like,
1: Comment below or like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do a comment below. or Yeah. I'm, I'm still learning all this tech stuff, you know, uh, this Q and a was, uh, was Filthy's idea. So, you know, we're brilliant for that. So if you send the questions through to us by, um, by lunchtime on Sunday, Filthy's going to jump back online on Sunday night and she's going to personally reply to all of your questions. So fire them away her guys, um, because she's quite keen to, to, do it to get involved talk about her soccer whatever it is you want to ask her um but philip thank you so much for joining us today um i can't thank you enough for for being part of our program and for being our first um has life interviewee i suppose you would call it we've got a couple up uh sophie Fletcher's coming up later on next week and we're going to catch up with sam sibley in, in the states who is going to actually be cooking um some american dish for us so we'll see we'll have to tune into that one and see whether or not um it's something that floats your american boat but um yeah. in the meantime philsey thank you so much for joining us anyone you want to have a shout out to
1: um, I, I think just a shout out to the program and everyone involved. Um, like as like you said, when you came to me, I was like, "This is amazing!" Like you, with the whole host of surfing when the all the competitors came to town for surface. Like getting as a little kid, um, getting to to see you know athletes on that level and yeah, you know there were a lot of pro girls that came to actually see that we're just normal people and we're just like you. And yeah. I think that's what I wanted to be a part of. And like I touched on before, just caring you sharing so i'm so happy that you know yeah. i mean hopefully i can inspire one kid from this or in my my journey to just you know if they go out and go actually you know i'm gonna be really nice to someone today like that's really, really cool and that's kind of yeah good. my drive so um yeah just a shout out to you guys and keeping the program and hopefully keeping the kids busy during this homestay um yeah. hopefully this can get the kids away from How the parents baby? a little bit, give the parents a bit of time. Um, yeah. and, you know, hopefully the kids enjoyed this and we can definitely do more. if They found it interesting and not boring.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure they loved it. But um, so we're going to leave you there. Um, guys, we're going to roll into um, to Philzie's, um stretches. So you're actually going to see it for a little bit longer when she's going to show you her, um, her warm-up stretching that she does before she goes out to compete. So, Filsey, thank you so much for joining us. Guys, we will be back on Sunday night um, when we will be able to answer all of um, the questions that you're going to fire at Filsey. So we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Okay. Yeah. Bye.